Our U.S. Constitution is amazing. It's full of what's called negative rights, designed to protect us from the corrupt powers of a dictatorship. Like our right to worship our own God, not some official state religion. Our right to prevent the government from seizing our property without paying fair market value for it. Or our right to be tried by a jury of our peers, people like us, not by some star tribunal. And that's why America has become the richest, most just society in the world. Other countries force so-called positive rights onto their citizens. These enable one group to take from another group their free speech, money, and choice by using government force. Socialists love wielding this power over people. Sometimes we take our freedoms for granted, but we can lose our Bill of Rights and our Constitution and become like Venezuela or North Korea, failed, brutal socialist regimes. We need your help to spread the good news about our amazing U.S. Constitution. Help us take back America. Go to OurAmericanRights.com. Brought to you by the American Media Council. Okay, thank you. Here we go. The following is a live copyrighted presentation. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time now for RadioLawTalk.com with your host, Frederick Penny, attorney at law. And now, RadioLawTalk.com. Dot com. Welcome to our number two of Radio Law Talk. You can find us online at radiolawtalk.com. You can listen to us online or on your favorite radio station if we're in your area. If you're listening to us on radiolawtalk.com and we are not in your area, contact your local radio station. Say, hey. Hey, pick this pick this show up. It's pretty darn good. Even though Todd's hosting today, it's better when Fred's here. But, hey, it's good. Over 70 markets have done so. Yeah. And if you are if you're listening and your radio station doesn't carry us all three hours. Oh, shame on them. You can, you know, if you cut off after the second hour, you can go and pick up the final hour on RadioLawTalk.com. And I was facetious when I said shame on them. We are grateful if they carry us for 30 seconds. It's all good. Thank you. Absolutely. Absolutely. So the first hour, we talked about some things. We talked about Deshaun Watson. We had a caller. We had some things going on. I, I'm, I'm looking at Cal here. Am I getting the cryptic? Do we have another caller? Yes, we do. Kristen is on the telephone. Okay. I think is who it is. Yeah. All right. Kristen, welcome to the show. What's going on? Hi. Thank you. Uh, second time caller, long time listener. Thank I'm you. I'm calling from Utah. I had... A situation happened uh, very recently where, and I'll just get straight to the point, where I was doing a performance review or receiving a performance review from my boss, and he gave me a low performance score for 2020, uh, and his exact, almost exact words were, because I was pregnant. And so I'm curious, because I had a baby last year, I'm curious to see what my rights are. Is there... Is that discrimination? I mean, I know that it is, but I'm just wondering, you know, what would I do about something like that? What a Um, great question. Yeah, that's a really good question. And I'd like to say that um, it depends a lot on the structure. The law doesn't depend on this, but it does depend a lot on the structure of your employment. Because if you have somebody above that person that gave you the performance review, you need to contact them and let them know and give them a heads up and initiate an investigation into it. 
Um, if it's a very small firm and they don't have that type of leveling, then I would seek the advice of a local attorney right away because it does sound – there may not have been any consequence right yet, but there may be consequences for you in the future, and it could hamper your progression in, in the employment setting. And clearly, um, you cannot have that type of discrimination um, in the employment base, uh, in the employment area, especially based upon um, being a female and being pregnant. That's one of the things that, one, employers aren't supposed to inquire about, and two, they're not supposed to comment on. Absolutely. And you're saying this should go to their internal human relations department first and say someone who works for this firm did something that I believe is inappropriate. Here's a report. Here's what's going on. If is it's that a what big you're company, suggesting? If yeah. not, the person who's a supervisor over the person that gave the review. Yeah, I mean, you think about it here. Let's say, let's say you got a company where it's the sole proprietor. The owner is your boss, right. and and they've got maybe four employees, and the owner was the one that gave you a review and said this. Well, that, that's where Denise is talking about. Yeah, you should probably go consult an attorney. The EEOC is also a uh, or any state labor board. Usually, California they have Depart Division of Labor Standards Enforcement, but those are also avenues where you can seek, um, you can pursue a discrimination claim. If it's a larger company where you have several, you know, several managerial tiers, there's a low level, the mid level, and then you've got the CEO. And, and if this person is a mid-level manager and gave you the review, then you would want to go above that individual's head. What I would say also is, as a general rule, when something like this happens, I would go back to the documents that were given to you when you were first employed, like your employee manual. Oftentimes, in the employee manual, there will be a statement in that says, we absolutely do not discriminate. We're equal we, opportunity employer. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They say the whole thing, and they will outline in there what an employee, what the company expects an employee to do. And the reason why it's important sometimes to follow what is in the employee manual is because if you put your litigation hat on, later on you're being deposed, well, the employee manual says you were supposed to, as Disney said, Report it to HR or the supervisor above that individual. Did you do that? Well, no, I didn't. And that's not going to be fatal to your claim, but it's always helpful if you followed the steps that are in the employee manual. Yeah, and in, in Utah, there is a labor commission. Um, so I would be in contact with the labor, the Utah Labor Commission, and that's a regulatory agency. Um, and that they should give you some help as well. And always get an attorney, a local attorney, just even if you just seek the advice of the attorney and maybe it hasn't stepped. I mean, it's clearly discriminatory, but un unless there's actually promotions kept from you or reductions in your salary base or some you know, identifiable somehow, consequence, yes, yeah, yeah. some kind of a damage, mm -hmm. um, it may not be worth pursuing because your hurt in that setting is probably not enough damages to make it worthwhile, but you should talk to um, a local attorney. Does that help you out, Kristen? Yeah, absolutely. And just to give a little bit more context and to, you know, make it a little bit more interesting, it is a multi-billion dollar company. There are over 1,500 employees. And ironically enough, the president of the company, newly appointed last year president of the company, is one of my best friends. So hmm. I'm conflicted because I have a personal relationship and a business relationship with the president of the company. I highly respect him. We've been friends and been doing business for years together, over a decade. And so I struggle back and forth from, do I do what's right and I protect myself? 
or uh, do I just say, hmm, that's unfortunate and brush it on the rug because I don't want to, you know. But Kristen, Kristen, to, cl- to clarify, was it the president that gave you the review or a, a lower level manager? No, it was my manager who's okay. the global VP. Yeah, I think I would go just above. I wouldn't go all the way to the president, but I would go to the lower level manager's um, supervisor, superior and take it there and work yeah. up the line before I go all the way to the top. Because it's not just about you. There are other women in that company who could be similarly affected, and therefore, unless somebody takes a stand, nobody's going to, and it will always be a problem, it seems to me. Am I wrong about that, you guys? I, I, I agree with that. I kind of feel like that, too. The other thing that's important, at least I feel like it's important, is that you being pregnant it, it is, is a temporary disability. And there are reasonable accommodations that should be made in your position to help you through that temporary disability. I mean, everybody understands that you kind of get, I call it pregnancy brain, but it's it's, it's because of hormones. And you oh, kind yeah, of have happened. a little bit of, um, it's like a very temporary disability, I'm sure for not lack either. of a th- better description. <laughs> and in many states, and even in the federal law, there is reasonable accommodation that is required um, when you have a, a temporary disability or any kind of a disability at all. So, right. Yeah. The, the long and short, the, the your, your, your pregnancy status should not have come up, should not have come up or been a consideration pro or con at any point in the review process. And the fact that it was brought up, that needs to be brought attention. And if you later find out that you were denied promotion or anything like that, then you do your damages and you have those, but definitely, um, uh, I can, understand this. Not, I can tell you this, Kristen. If he had made a comment on the good looks of your baby, you'd have a case. (laughs) (laughs) Kristen, thanks so much for the call. Appreciate it. Well, I appreciate your feedback. You guys are very, very um, smart when it comes to all of this, and I love your show. I do know that there is another lady who had a baby one month before me who was also uh, affected by the situation by the same guy. Wow. So um, I think that, you know, our position is just to move forward and yes. make sure he doesn't do it again. So I appreciate and bring it up. Of- very good. Well, at least he's consistent. <laughs> Thank you very much, Kristen. We are going to our first break at the 15-minute mark here in the second hour. We'll be back after this with more Radio Law Talk and Case or No Case with Denise here. Oh, yeah, I better get ready for that, huh? You're listening to Radio Law Talk on RadioLawTalk.com and on many radio stations throughout the United States of America. We thank you, all of them. We'll be back. Commercials and other announcements aired on Radio Law Talk contain the opinions of the sponsor. The airing of said announcements on Radio Law Talk does not constitute an endorsement. The announcements may contain claims that are not intended to treat, diagnose, or cure any disease. These claims have not been evaluated by the FDA. Wayne Elliott here to tell you about my experience with Strauss Naturals Heart Drops over the past 20 years. Strauss Heart Drops saved me back then and changed my life forever. It's hard to describe how invigorating it is when you support your healthy blood flow everywhere. There is scientific evidence that heart drops ingredients help maintain healthy lipid concentration. Cholesterol is in the blood lipid group. This supports blood flow, our body's most important function. I was able to maintain a healthy heart and blood flow. Strauss heart drops work, I can assure you. No contraindications with pharma drugs. Strauss Heart Drops are safe, and Strauss guarantees your satisfaction with a hassle-free guarantee so you can't go wrong and certainly have nothing to lose. I've seen folks taking heart drops that have greatly improved their lives. Available online at StraussNaturals.com. Thank you very much. 
These products may not be right for you. Always read and follow the label. I've got to get my car washed. This dirt, it just won't do. The best thing about Quick Cut Car Wash is whenever you go through, the smell in your car is always great, and they have super fun lights and colors. But I don't have no time today. I don't know what I do. Your car smells good and it's clean at Quick Cut Car Wash. And I know this place right down the road. Quick 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 Quack car, car, car Wash. Quick Quack Car Wash. Get the quick quack confidence. Hop inside, let's take a ride and watch this cat and shine. Get the quick quack habit. Take a car once a week. Just come and see, I guarantee your ride will steal the show. I like quick quack because of the mascot, Quackles. Come on, quick quack car. So we sell unlimited membership for per vehicle. You can add a family plan and add an additional vehicle at a discounted rate. Don't drive that dirty car. The old way of living with diabetes is a pain. You've got to remember to do your testing, and you always need to be sticking your fingers. The new way to live your life with diabetes is with a continuous glucose monitor. You simply apply a discreet, easy-to-use sensor on your body, and it continuously monitors your glucose levels, helping you spend more time in range and freeing you from painful finger pricks. If you test your blood sugar at least four times per day and inject insulin at least three times per day or use an insulin pump and have private insurance or Medicare, you might be eligible for a CGM with little or no cost to you. Call U.S. Medical Supply today for a free benefits check. We offer free shipping, 90-day supplies, and we bill Medicare or your insurance directly. Call now and say goodbye to finger pricks. 800-493-6112. 800-493-6112. 800-493-6112. That's 800-493-6112. Know someone with a drinking or drug problem? Learn how to get sober after we share these stories. I was 35 with two beautiful children when my life and addiction started to spiral out of control. After my divorce, I went into a depression cycle and started drinking more often and using prescription drugs. After my second DWI and arrest, my ex-husband threatened to take our children away from me. I was 17 when I became addicted to heroin and meth. I thought I could quit on my own, but I couldn't. It hit me when I was arrested. Get sober now. Your private insurance may cover costs and we'll get you here. It's simple. Just call Elite Rehab Placement right now. Please don't wait. Your life matters to us. 800-918-1376 That's 800-918-1376 Boys are weird. That's true. Now it's time for more Radio Law Talk. You know, it's interesting. For a couple of years, the kitty bumpers that we call them, those things that you just heard, we, we, we only had the boys are weird. We have now bumped it up a notch to have not only boys are weird, but the confirmation afterwards that the aforementioned statement, boys are weird, is in fact a true statement. Boys are weird. I mean at this time. <laughs> There you go. There you go. You know, who can argue with that? But Cal, Cal. Yes, sir. I was absolutely, absolutely 100 percent 
failing in my attempt to gain points on Denise and Fred in our first hour. That's yeah. right. That's a good thing. I didn't have to be here to keep score. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so now Denise is here to rub it in my face, rub my nose in it for case or no case, second hour. What do we got? The question is, what about now? Right? Now That's it's time to play yeah. case or no case. Yay! Avon Cosmetics. Avon. A veteran company, you know, an older company that causes uh, its agents to sell people person to person to their friends, sort of like Tupperware, you know, that kind of a thing. They were recently acquired, as you may or may not know. And for the past few years, this veteran cosmetics company has been trying very, very hard to rebrand. Faced with an army of newer competitors who are also trying to get regular women, you know, just folks from the Midwest, so to speak, to sell clothes, makeup, hair wraps, and diet products to their friends and family. But our case does not revolve around perfume or collectible bottles, but rather a woman who was, wait for it, expecting a child Uh (laughs) and worked in the corporate offices. Her pregnancy was high risk, and she asked that pre-COVID, she asked that she might be able to go to home and work from home for a few days. The company, and uh, I think it was now owned by Cerebrus Private Equity, if my memory serves me, it's one of the private equity firm, apparently refused, and she was fired. She started bleeding heavily one night in January following a trip to the ER. The doctor said the best thing you can do is work from home. Of course, the company's slogan is, the company for women. So Caroline said, that's it. I'm going to find a lawyer and see if this is case or no case. So, Mr. Kiernan, you've got to go first. Ms. Dirks, what say you? And no, I didn't tie this in with the phone call. It just worked out that way. Avon. Uh, okay. Yeah. Wow. Uh, and she worked in the main company of Avon, right? She worked in the office. Yeah. In the yeah, office. Yeah, yeah. And she, all she asked was for reasonable accommodation. Well, it seems like that. Yeah. Um, and ability to work from home. So the law is that if you can reasonably accommodate an employee to a temporary or a permanent disability, then you need to do so. And the question is, can could she do her job from home, and could the, the company accommodate her for doing her job from home? And if so, did the company have the obligation to do that? And boy, has COVID changed the answer to that question for a lot of companies. And hasn't this is it? pre-COVID, right? But yeah, but I'm saying, just yes. think about it. Uh, now, now we know the answer in many cases is yes. yes. And there were many companies before that might not have even considered that a possibility. That's right. In all fairness, you know. that's right. Okay. Cal, before and, before Denise gives her answer, can I ask a clarification question that might assist her? Of course you may. Ooh, nice guy. Um, then that is, you said that she went to her doctor after she had a bleeding right, episode. Right, spotting it. Okay. Mm-hmm. And the doctor said the best thing for you would be to uh, work from home, right. right? Avoid the stress, avoid the physical travel, all of Did that. Did her yeah. request initially to the employer to work from home that was denied, did that occur before or after the bleeding episode that resulted in the doctor saying the best thing for you is to be at home? After. So doctor said that. Then she went and at, made the request based upon the doctor's advice, and she was denied. Correct. Okay, just wanted to make sure I got that correct. Okay, so this clearly to me, there would be liability on the part of the employer. Okay. okay? And, okay. But the question becomes, is it a lawsuit? And something rings true about this. Something is like in the weird part of it, it has to be some truth to it. So I'm going to say that this is a case – and that it is she gets the reasonable accommodation. So they have to reinstate her and even accommodate her. 
Hmm. Or at least that's what they've found. Maybe, oh, there's a hummingbird right out there. (laughs) Squirrel. (laughs) Not really a squirrel, but close enough. (laughs) Sorry. I'm saying case and she wins. All right, Mr. Kunin, what do you think about this matter of the... Well, the the question that I have is, what were her duties before pregnancy even was came up? What were her duties at Avon? What was she supposed to do while she was there? Because you need to understand what her duties were in order to make a determination as to whether or not you could the employer should have reasonably accommodated the disability or what have you. And if if her duties were such that it required her to be there. For example, let's say she's answering calls all the time and they, they couldn't, for security reasons, route the phone to her house where she would be answering calls or doing something. There's some reason that they couldn't move that off site. They didn't have the technology without spending a bunch of money to do that. You know, And so I think this is going to hinge on what her duties were. And so because of that, I'm going to say this is a case, and I'm going to say that Avon wins – Twofold. Not because I don't think that she deserves reasonable accommodation. I think that I think uh, first is because I'm trying to gain points on Denise, and <laughs> she said, and if I and if I say case and she wins, then nothing happens. But secondly, I, th- I think that's what makes this case somewhat interesting. Is oh my gosh, the employer sounded like they were being real jerks, and they and they prevailed on this. Oh my gosh. So I'm going to say that it's a case, and Avon prevails. Hmm. Nice. I think so. And, you know, I could give you the answer right now, but I'm not going to because it's complicated. The answer is complicated because I, you know, it's not one of those cut and dried. Yes, no, maybe so. This is a maybe so rather than a yes, no. So we'll talk about that in a little bit here going forward on Radio Law Talk, which means, Todd, you've got a minute. I've got a minute. Make something out of it. Well, you know. And tell me. And Denise, you guys both very brilliantly got into this accommodation thing. When does a disability reach the point where a company has to accommodate? Interestingly enough, a quick quick case, another fun little tidbit. Now, in this case, she started for Avon, and then she got pregnant. That wasn't a condition she knew about when she started. What about a firefighter who has, who knows that he has a fear of fire and still decides decides still decides to go into firefighting and then sues his employer for not reasonably accommodating by giving him some position where he doesn't have to deal with fire is that like an actor who has stage fright yeah (laughs) well well that happened he claimed the disability and he lost he should have won though they could have accommodated him by putting him as an engineer on the fire truck but is fire fright a certifiable (laughs) disability i don't know but here's the thing it was in texas I could see Texas going, sorry, you knew what it was when you picked it up. Well, and fair enough. Fair enough. We'll be right back with more Radio Law Talk after this. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. What's your IRS problem? Do you owe back taxes? Is there a lien placed on your property? Have your bank accounts been frozen or seized? Have your wages been garnished? Are you being audited by the IRS? Are they sending you letters that demand actions and have urgent due dates? Well, solving your tax problems is as easy as calling Taxes 321. The IRS is the largest collection agency in the world. You need the best representation to give you peace of mind. You need experienced professionals that can cut through the red tape and stop the collection process. If you have a serious problem with the IRS, call the Taxes 321 Network today. We'll get them off your back. 
Now you can make your home look great and save money. Right now, when you call Renewal by Anderson, you can buy four windows and get the fifth one free. Plus, you get 12 months with no interest, no money down, and no payments. Upgrade your home. Buy four windows and get the fifth one free. Installation and warranty are even included. And the Renewal by Anderson certified retailers take every safety precaution to protect you and your family. Hey, for 25 years... People have trusted Renewal by Anderson for their window replacement needs, and you can too. So call right now. Don't wait. Learn how to get your free window when you buy four. 800-451-1124. 800-451-1124. That's 800-451-1124. Interest accrues from date of purchase, but is waived if paid in full within 12 months. Other conditions apply. We've adjusted our operations to serve you safely following all CDC guidelines. Visit RenewalByAnderson.com for details. If you pay my fee, I'll take your case. Are Are you you serious? serious? Not really. Time to get back to Radio Law Talk on RadioLawTalk.com and on your favorite radio station. So we're here at the bottom of the hour in the middle of case or no case. I have given my answer. Denise has given her answer. Cal is about ready to tell us. Yes, what do we, yes, what we want? Yes. I just I do want to say though, if you want to join Radio Law Talk, if you do want to join uh, as a caller, we've had two callers already today: eight five 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 two nine seven two three four, or if you're using the letters on your phone, eight five five Law Radio. And we thank those who call and thank those who want to. And if you're afraid to or you don't think it's going to work out well, just send us an email: info at radiolawtalk.com. Okay, so now we talked about a lady who had a pregnancy. Began spotting, went to her doctor. Doctor said, you have a high-risk pregnancy. You probably should stay home and see if you can just do your... She said, I can't have to go to work. Just see if you can work from there. Company said, no. So, <clears throat> who won this case? Denise, you said. Ms. Ruiz wants the case. And, 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 wait, so let me turn on your microphone. That'd be helpful. I have Fred's on, though. And Todd, <laughs> <laughs> and Todd, you said... I said that Avon prevailed. Okay. Well... You're going to need to help me understand this because here's how it worked out. Ruiz lost mostly. It was a case. Help me understand this, though. New Avon's motion to compel arbitration was denied. They wanted to compel her to deal with arbitration. Right. And that was denied. Defendant's motion to dismiss are granted in part and denied in part. Mm. Ruiz titled seven claims against Avon products are dismissed with prejudice and her New York State Division of Human Rights and claims against Avon Avon products are dismissed without prejudice. Ruiz's Title VII, which is the Employment Discrimination Act, uh, claims against Avon survive. So Ruiz's claims may not withstand the three-year statute of limitations. However, see, this is a complicated Oh, so what happened is she alleged other allegations under different causes of action that the statute had ran on. Correct. But she correctly got the discrimination portion and the failure to accommodate, it sounds like. Yeah, and I guess the reason I brought this up. Yeah, and the reason, I mean, I read the decision, I'm still scratching my head. But the reason I brought this up is because I think many times people get into the legal 
arena, and they think it will be a binary decision. It's a win or a loss. It's a, the light switch on, the light switch off. And it just doesn't always work out. But do you out know who way, won the it? war? Well, I think... I think uh, did she get money out of it? Because she should have. When, when, when did this happen? Yeah, that's a good uh, That's a good question. Let me see if I have the date. I should have the date, but I don't. I know it was in the 1980s. Okay. Uh, late yeah. 80s. And, uh, you know, all I can say is that Many times people think they're going to be satisfied with the outcome of a court case, and it's not always so, is so, it? So it, it sounds like in this case what happened, um, and it's, it's unfortunate that we don't know if she actually got a monetary amount. It sounds like what happened was when she first filed the case, the employer said, sorry, you have an uh, arbitration agreement, and this has to go to arbitration yeah. through right. mandatory the arbitration. Employment, the employment contract yeah. required Which is, arbitration. Uh, that's and, exactly what happened. And, and, mm-hmm. the, cor- and the court uh, did not go along with that. Okay, and there are reasons why that can happen. Uh, one of them, one of the reasons why, even though this, I mean, this is in the '80s, and I think that uh, employers and employment lawyers are more savvy to this now. But look, if an employee has no ability to negotiate the terms of the employment contract, and it is a take it or leave it, right? They throw it down in front of you and say, "If you want the job, sign here." And then the and then the court looks at it and says, "Well, hold on. If they didn't have any ability to negotiate it, then." We're going to scrutinize this agreement to the detriment of the employer. We're going to really scrutinize it. If they found that it was an unconscionable agreement, like, oh, my, this is so one sided, it's not even that could be a grounds for for denying um, or, or for not enforcing. enforcing the arbitration agreement, saying, no, you can you can go ahead and take this to court. And it could be called an adhesion clause. Yes. And that's where it can't be taken away from the agreement. It has to be in. So it's not negotiable, and it doesn't give the parties equal bargaining Adhesion, power. another name for a scar. Interesting. Yeah, or, or, or glue. Um, so, right, so, you so here you've got that. So initially, the employer said, Avon said, no, it's got to go to arbitration. And the court said, sorry, no, for whatever reason. I don't know what the reasons the court gave, but the court said no. Well, uh, I think it's because of the federal claims. It, it could be. It, I think because the federal claims kept it from arbitration. It could be, although interestingly enough, as I have learned recently, it used to be that um, if if an employee wanted to file an EEOC claim. Equal Employment Opportunity Commission. Yes, the EEA, but the employee worked for an employer and they had an arbitration clause. The EEOC, up until 2019, said, yeah, that arbitration clause is nice, but um, we're still going to pursue the claim. 2019, U.S. Supreme Court issued a ruling saying, sorry, even in federal employment, cl- in employment cases, including EEOC, uh, mandatory arbitration clauses, assuming they pass muster, are valid and need to be honored. So the EEOC would be an investigatory role, but not necessarily a prosecutorial role. So there's role. a reason they call them mandatory. <laughs> yeah, and so it, but, but the court would still look to make sure that the arbitration clause wasn't subject to removal because of adhesion or it's unconscionable and things like that. So once she gets to court... And now it's, all right, we're duking out our claims in court. And the employer then says, okay, in the court forum, we have issues, statute of limitations. We've got issues here with, you know, whatever would be on a on a motion for summary judgment. And it looks like that the court uh, at the trial level dismissed a bunch of counts. And then and then there were some counts that maybe survived. Well, the state counts all survived. Yeah. The, the state counts uh, – under the New York City uh, Individual Liberties or whatever it's called, all of those survived. I was just fascinated by the whole thing because I, I read it and I read it and I actually called one of the 
one of the law firms, and of course they didn't give me the information without putting me on the clock. But basically, basically the answer was that you know sometimes things happen in court that people don't like. So did we both get two points? I think you both get one. Okay. I think that's fair, don't you, Todd? Well, technically, technically, <laughs> technically he's going to say they dismissed some cases, so he won. But one survived. No, Todd. no, I, I'm going to say tech. Well, what we the one that survived. I don't know if that was another claim or if it was because of the pregnancy, you know, but I will say this because one survived and that's the only information we have at this point. I think Denise gets two points and I only get one. All right. That's fair enough. Uh, oh, sorry. really? I, I would have given you two because six of them didn't okay, survive. Both of you take two then. Both of you take two see how points. That works. Denise, two if, points this, yeah. Denise, see how that works? If we both look after each other, then he just caves and gives us I'm both I'm kind of points. a caving softy. I admit that I am. That comes from having nine children <laughs> and negotiating many a dispute. <laughs> Don't make me turn around this car. We're all going to go home. <laughs> Our next case or no case, by the way, involves a really interesting story out of New York City and gelato and ice cream. Oh, I love gelato. Oh, gelato and ice cream. Yeah, interesting stuff. Coming okay. up next Okay. Well, speaking of Tiger Woods, yes. he's been in the news a lot lately. He has. You know, we, we've covered a lot. You know, they were going after the black box in his car to see if he hit the brakes. I, we, there was a news story that came across today that based upon everything in the black box, it looks like he did not hit the brakes prior to making impact at the side of the road. That's in fact, his foot was on the gas pedal. Yes, and and which might be consistent with either inattentive driving or being asleep at the wheel or, or what have you. And Or oh, speeding. <laughs> no, or that idea that the this curve is not engineered correctly, and so he never even knew what hit him. Right. That's you know? true. But recently, this last week, the sheriff that's been investigating this, he's the sheriff has come under a bit of grief, not directly from me, but it's an issue that I raised early on, which is how could because the sheriff came right out and said, we don't think that this is an impairment based. We, 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 we don't believe that that this is anything other than just a bad accident. And I'm sitting and saying, look, that might very well be the case. But how can you say that within a day of the accident when you don't even have the toxicology back? Or you're not even looking at anything. Easy because he's a celebrity. And around here, we take care of our celebrities. And, and you know what? <laughs> the sheriff addressed that this last week where he said that Tiger Woods did not get different treatment than anyone else. Hmm. And yeah, that, that may be the case. That may not be the case. I can tell you personally, I've had several clients who have been involved in horrific accidents. And you know what? The police follow them to the hospital, stay there, question them while they're sitting in a hospital bed, asking them questions, and then use those answers when they're under the stress and strain of everything that's happened against them. They, they, the officers use their observations. Oh, the person seemed out of it. They were slurred their speech. They did this. They did that as evidence that a person was intoxicated so that they get a warrant to get their blood. And, and look, none of that happened here. None of that happened. And there's been a lot of talk about a thing called a DRE, a drug recognition expert. We're going to talk a little bit more about that when we come back for the break because we only got about a minute here before we go. But the, the, We'll set this up, tee this up by saying a lot of people are questioning why it was the sheriff's department didn't have a drug recognition expert come in and evaluate Woods and evaluate the situation. And and because that would have given us a thumbs up or thumbs down as to whether or not he was impaired because of something other than alcohol. And I want to, when we come back, talk about why I think that is a red herring issue and a complete, as another pundit says, a complete nothing burger. I just, I think that that nothing is, burger. that is a, a ridiculous argument. 
Kree wasn't there. We, you know, so we don't know. Um, and it's, I'll talk it, about that. They're when we using come back. it as a shield for sure. Yeah, and I'll talk shield bad behavior. And we'll talk about that when we come back. Is it just me or somebody? Everybody getting hungry? Okay, we'll be right back. <laughs> I got Lost something for you. Stay tuned. Commercials and other announcements aired on Radio Law Talk contain the opinions of the sponsor. The airing of said announcements on Radio Law Talk does not constitute an endorsement. The announcements may contain claims that are not intended to treat, diagnose, or cure any disease. These claims have not been evaluated by the FDA. Life can be full of risks. One thing you shouldn't take a risk with ever is your family's health insurance. If you're self-employed or you now need a port insurance you need to make this free call right now and see how the health insurance helpline can help you get it we specialize in helping the self-employed and people just like you that need affordable health insurance to get it we have short and long-term health insurance plans and some even cover dental vision and prescription drugs don't take a risk with your family's health insurance it's not worth it if you're self-employed or now need affordable health insurance call right now and learn for free how to get it Listen, affordable health insurance plans for everyone just like you are a free phone call away. So give us a shout right now. 800-670-0940. 800-670-0940. That's 800-670-0940. I've got to get my car washed. This dirt it just won't do. The best thing about Quick Cut Car Wash is whenever you go through, the smell on your car is always great, and they have super fun lights and colors. But I don't have no time today. I don't know what I do. Your car smells good and it's clean at Quick Quack Car Wash. And I know this place right down the road. Quick Quack quick, 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 car, car Wash. Quick Quack Car Wash. Get the Quick Quack Confidence. Hop inside, let's take a ride and watch this cat and shine. Get the Quick Quack Habit. Take your car once a week. Just come and see, I guarantee your ride will steal the show. I like Quick Quack because of the mascot, Quackles. Come on, Quick Quack Car. So we sell unlimited membership for per vehicle. You can add a family plan and add an additional vehicle at a discounted rate. Don't drive that dirty car. Uh-huh. Quick Quack Car. Dish TV is better than cable TV. Why? Because you can save 45% on packages compared to your high-priced cable bill. Wow. Take those giant scissors out and cut the cable and save with Dish TV. Plus, you get a free DVR upgrade to record your favorite shows and free installation. And with Dish Anywhere, you can watch TV for free on your mobile device. Act fast. You can save hundreds of dollars. Does your cable company do that for you? I don't think so. Get all the best TV programming at your fingertips at a fraction of the price of cable TV. So say adios, arrivederci, goodbye to the high cable bill, and save up to 45% on Dish TV packages today. These are limited time offers and can change at any time. Call fast, 800-814-5108, 800-814-5108, that's 800-814-5108. Are you struggling with a high cost of prescription medications? How would you like to save up to 90% on your medications and have them delivered for free? Now you can with one simple call. Yes, save up to 90% on many of your prescription medications by calling A-plus BBB accredited healthwarehouse.com based in Florence, Kentucky. 
No gimmicks, no coupons, no cards to use. And all prescriptions are FDA-approved and safely sent to your home with free delivery. Here's one example of your savings. A 90-day prescription of generic Lipitor can cost $90 at your local pharmacy. HealthWarehouse.com offers the same medication for about 20 bucks. Find out how much you can save on your prescription medications and get free delivery with one free call right now. Call 800-734-1229. 800-734-1229. 800-734-1229. That's 800-734-1229. You are a loser. You're a whiner. How not so much. This is Radio Law Talk with Frederick Penny. So what is a drug recognition expert? I mean, look, the, you hear that term and you're thinking somebody in a lab coat comes out. They're taking a look at you, you know, call the call the scientist to come out here, an expert. And we're going to get this whole thing. A drug, the drug recognition expert program is run by the National Highway Traffic and Safety Administration. And essentially what law, uh, not law, what law enforcement Offices do police stations, sheriff's departments. They'll identify candidates who want to do that and go to the training. They go to what's called the DRE training. And it's I think it's a 12 week course could be a little longer. And essentially they go and they are trained on how to observe certain physical manifestations that a subject might give and through a through an interview process. And then they are taught how to determine what specific classification of drug is impairing or affecting that individual's motor skills at the time. And so really, a drug recognition expert is just a police officer who's gone through that training. And every department would optimally, every department would like to have some DREs on staff as their officers, and some have more than others. But in a, in a situation where a person is suspected of driving while impaired, the idea here is... So Officer Jones pulls over somebody on the side of the road at 11 o'clock at night, doesn't smell alcohol, but the guy's clearly whacked out of his mind on something. They call the on-call DRE to come in, and probably after taking the individual back to the station, that the DRE is doing an interview and doing the DRE evaluation on that subject optimally within a very short time of the observed driving. Because, again, I mean, if you wait a day to do it, well, now the person's not under the influence of whatever substance they take. you got to interview them while they're under the influence of that. And so, so the question here in the Tiger Woods case is, would it have made a difference if a DRE had been available given Woods' condition at the time, having to be pulled from his vehicle, unconscious at the time, transported to a hospital with multiple fractures to his, to his right leg and, and whatever other injuries he has? Denise, you had a question. No, no question. I just want to say the reason this discussion is happening and why it's important is because the sheriff said – we didn't have one available, and we've learned a lot from that. We should have had one available for Tiger Woods. So they're, we're using this not having the availability of a DRE as being some reason why they didn't, like, check out um, and investigate Woods' impairment at the time of the crash. Now, now, here's the thing. Look, in California, in California, the vehicle code says that um, 
if you, it's implied consent, if an officer arrests you on suspicion of DUI, that you have to give a sample of your blood. And if you don't, they can get a warrant to get your blood. But in that same section, there's another area that says that a police officer can also get a sample of your blood and you have impliedly consented to give it if it occurs following an accident, which this was. It would have been very now. Look, he could refuse to consent, or they could feel that Tiger Woods was not in a mental state where he could voluntarily give consent because of the injuries and going into surgery and everything that's happening. But they could have gone and gotten a warrant. They could have gotten his blood. They could have gotten everything that a DRE would have told them simply by getting the blood and testing it. Because this is what a DRE does. There are I'm looking here seven different classifications of drugs that they're looking. Seven basic ones. So you get you have the central nervous system depressants, central nervous system stimulants, uh, hallucinogens, disassociative anesthetics, narcotic analgesics, inhalants, and cannabis. And the first thing they look at is they look at your eyes. Can you track a can you track a stimulus? With your eyes, as I move it back and forth right now, I'm holding my finger in front of Denise's head at a range of about four feet. That was the stimulus, by and, the way. And she just <laughs> fell asleep. Yes. <laughs> and, and so, so like with a, depressant, with a depressant, you would have HGN issues, right? Your eyes would jerk. If it's a stimulant, you wouldn't have anything. Same with hallucinogens. You wouldn't have it with cannabis. You'd have it with an anesthetic. Then they look, the specific thing they look at is they get to the pupil dilation. Sometimes under some drugs, your pupils are dilated. Under some drugs, they are very pinpoint despite being in a uh, low light situation. Now, my point in all of this is after the accident, when you've got Tiger Woods who says he can't remember anything, possibly and likely suffering from a head injury, I'm going to submit to you that a DRE evaluation of an individual in that condition, physical condition, would have been nearly impossible to render any sort of opinion that was even remotely reliable. Would you call it an expert? To, I mean, how, well, well, that, well, well why, again, again, the expert is the cop who has right. gone through the training and they're now a drug recognition expert. They testify as an expert in drug recognition. So you'd say to the judge, this should not be allowed or it does not qualify because X, Y, Z and count on him to help. Uh, no, it's because it wouldn't have been necessary because Tiger Woods was unconscious. Right. Yeah, and, and, and if right? they and if they did, if, I, I get that. I'm just I'm just trying to wrap my brain. So, so it. as a defense attorney, yeah, as a defense attorney, if let's say they did a, a drug recognition evaluation, uh, an exam on him, and the DRE determined, yep, yep, he's high on he's he's got this, got this, got this. He's and got he, enlarged pupils. You know, he's, he, he's got you know. the he's got these things going on, right. right? And he's sitting there testifying for the prosecution at a preliminary hearing or at a trial. Then as the defense attorney, I would stand up and I would call, I would cross-examine the officer and I would say, isn't it true that he had suffered head trauma? Yes. Does head trauma affect your cognitive yes. abilities? You answered if you, my question perfectly. If you get a, if you get a concussion, is it common if you have a concussion that your pupils are dilated? Yes. You noted dilated pupils and immediately thought he was high, even exactly. though it was just because of a concussion. You can't rule out that. And so anybody looking at that would say, yeah, this testimony is not reliable. I don't think it would even get to the cross-examination standpoint. I think any prosecutor would look at that and say, we can't rely on this. Perfect. Thank you. And so um, – so that's the that that's those are the steps that they go through. And I just don't think that having a drug recognition expert available on call or even there to evaluate would have made one bit of difference. But is it just me? Really? The L.A. County Sheriff's Office with literally thousands of employees doesn't have one drug expert that can come out to a celebrity crash 
and do an on-the-spot evaluation. Does anybody here honestly believe that? Am I missing something here? I'll tell you why. There's, just cynical? I'll tell you why there's credibility to that. Okay. Right. The crash happened at seven o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, not everybody. Not every law enforcement officer is a DRE. They probably have several on staff. But if I am scheduling DREs to work, I'm going to schedule them during the time that I think it's most likely that we're going to have accidents involving impaired people. When the bars close. When the bars close at night at seven o'clock in the morning is probably not the highest uh, likelihood that you're going to need that. Yeah, I I saw what you did there. You see that? You see that? (laughs) But uh, but that's, you know, that's the that's the Tiger Woods case. I think one thing that's interesting here is we keep talking about a DRE. And, and, you know, there's another case that has nothing to do with drug recognition experts, but it does have to do with a Dr. DRE or Dr. Dre. Nice segue there. Denise, what's going on with Dr. Dre? we got a little bit of time. I think we can get to Maybe it. Maybe that's how he got his name, huh? Well, well, uh, the DRE also has another ac- acronym stands for, and I don't, I don't know if it stands no, for that either, but we're not going to go there. Denise, what do we got? Uh, Dr. Dre filed for a divorce from his wife. And he and every, all these different news articles are saying that all this drama, he doesn't want to be married. He wants to be, you know, single and all of that. Well, simply what he's done is he's filed a request to bifurcate. That means to separate the marital status termination from the rest of the issues in the divorce. And what that allows him to do is to get divorced and end his marital status earlier. And become a single person and deal with all the other issues like, you know, property division, child issues, all the support issues. So he and wants deal with the those marriage later. to really go away like right now. That's mm-hmm. right. And and that's a process that you can do in California, which is where his divorce is. Didn't something like that happen recently with Kelsey Grammer where he wanted to get the divorce final so he could be single and marry his new spouse, even though he hadn't agreed to everything with the old spouse on all the terminology? Just look, let me be legally single. Let me get remarried. I'm not saying that I don't know all the, all, anything else, but... We can talk about that. I just want to talk about that while I'm married to somebody else. Yeah, because he had actually stepped out of the marriage and had already um, gotten together with someone who I think had been pregnant. Say it isn't so. So anyway, it's an easy process to do. You have to wait six months and one day after the respondent is served with the paperwork because it's a cooling off period before you can make that request to the court. But once you make that request to the court, it takes very little um, amount, you know, you have to have very little showing to get the marital status terminated. So in both cases, with Tiger Woods' case and Dr. Dre's case, it is something that legal experts looking at it go, yeah, this really isn't a big deal. But boy, it certainly does look like a big deal when it hits the press, doesn't it? Crazy. Yeah, It's crazy that we're on to our third hour, guys. I know, I know. So stay with us. Cal, take us away. I will, ladies and gentlemen. Stay tuned. There is another hour of Radio Law Talk available on radiolawtalk.com and on many local radio stations. So we invite you to stay tuned for that. It's coming right up in about six minutes or so. You have been listening to RadioLawTalk.com, a copyrighted presentation of Radio Law Talk Incorporated.
credit card bills have gotten out of hand and you care about your credit, call Consolidated Credit now. If the interest rates on your credit cards are so high, it'll take years to get out of debt. Call Consolidated Credit now. They've helped over 6 million people with credit card debt. Without destroying your credit, they can consolidate your debts into one lower payment, reduce your interest rates, and get you out of debt fast. The program works. Call Consolidated Credit now. Call 800-406-0046. 800-406-0046. That's 800-406-0046. Consolidated Credit Counseling Services, Inc. 5701 West Sunrise Boulevard, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, 33313. Licensed by the New York Department of Financial Services and by the Vermont Department of Financial Regulation. Maryland DM 1492. Oregon DM 80092. Licensed by the Virginia State Corporation. Commission license number DC83. Service may adversely affect the individual's credit. Non-payment of debt may lead to additional finance charges or collections activity, including legal action, not a loan company.